the smart thing and more interesting thing to do with the shows. Let's go straight to business. Like let's let's conquer the world together. Nice. Brought to you by the Superior Hero Show, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your favorite podcast covering the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. This is issue nineteen of the One Below None. For the last thirty six years, I've gone by Daryl, and joining me for the third week in a row is Rich. Rich, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good, man. Nice, nice. And joining us in our continued coverage of these Disney Plus uh, Marvel Studios series is the original geek and co-host of Books, Brews, Bros, Eric. Eric, how are you today? I'm very good. Welcome. Awesome, awesome. Now, as we said before, today we're talking about the five-time Emmy-nominated Disney Plus series, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, um, as always, if you enjoy spending time with us, follow us, like, subscribe, share with your friends um, face on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, at The Superior Hero Show. Now, it was nominated for five, five Emmys, five primetime Emmys, outstanding sound editing, outstanding visual effects, outstanding stunt coordination, outstanding stunt performance, and outstanding guest actor Don Cheadle. Um, which even he was surprised by the nomination for all of two minutes of speaking and probably like five minutes actually on the show. Um, we want to start off with a general question, you know, just to get things rolling. Um, how did you feel about the series? Was it good? Was it bad? Um, best shit ever? Uh, better than WandaVision? Uh, what do you think? I definitely felt more connection to to um, this this series than WandaVision. I felt more connection with the characters, with what's going on. Um, they're really into. I felt like it, it 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 attached a lot of social and issues that were going on in the country when it came out. It was just it was just like the timing of it. It just had a message, and um, it just had a different, I guess, a different um, a different feel to me. It gave me a different um, impact, you know, than Wandavision. I feel this was actually my favorite of the Disney plus shows so far. Um, they had said when they were introducing the Disney plus concept that the idea was to present like a six hour long movie. Um, WandaVision, I did not think felt like that. It felt more like a serialized show. Um, but this one, I really did feel like it hung together better. So it was really more like a extended movie um, that you really got to get into the characters more. I, I really enjoyed this series. All right, yeah, I, I pretty much share a lot of the same sentiments that you two have. Um, I, I also look at this series, unlike WandaVision, because WandaVision was more um, fantastical. You know, this one's definitely more grounded in realism, similar to the Captain America films. Um, and like you said, Richard definitely captured, uh, tackles a lot of the social issues that go on today. And, and me, I looked at this show when they announced like the, the whole slate of what's going to be coming out this year and next year. And I think they even have it for the year after, uh, this was Marvel's first time tackling, uh, the African-American demographic. You know what I mean? Like, Black Panther was their first black, but he's an African character. 
you know, this is their first time dealing with someone born here, raised here, dealing with the issues of growing up here. So as someone who can share that experience with Sam Wilson, I also look at this show through black, black man lenses. (laughs) And, uh, one of the things that like really struck me was the way that they portrayed black people in this show. Naturally, that's something that I had looked at and I like it when, when these IPs understand that black people aren't a monolith And what that means is like, just because you have a black character doesn't mean that they're a representative for everything black. And we all have the same ideals and everything like that. I like that in this show, Sam is, is a very particular type of black man. Um, it's, 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 uh, what they call the Obama effect. You know, he's, he's very much someone that, that seeks integration, you know, he's, that's what he is. And then Isaiah Bradley, who we're going to talk about, to to a greater extent later his his politics are that of someone who going through the civil rights movement and going through the things that he was subjected to during the Korean War he has a, a particular set of ideals you know and and it lines up with him and and Sarah as well Sam's sister she has a particular way of thinking um who else do we meet uh Battlestar Lamar Lamont Lamar he has a certain way of thinking. So I really like, it's crazy. Every black person that we meet in the Marvel cinematic universe is tied to the military in some way. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting that, that, I mean, I'm glad that they took that approach and and saw it. I very much enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, overall I enjoy the show. Um, I think that it faltered towards the end. I think the end turned into just tie up every storyline we can, it got a little sloppy. Uh, some of the inconsistencies with John Walker in particular occur in that episode. And, and I like John Walker and I'll talk to talk about that a lot more later on. But um, overall, it's it's my second favorite of the Disney Plus shows. I cried three times watching the series um, and we're going to get into those, too. But yeah, I, I, I definitely like it. I like all the Disney Plus series so far. But this we can one break down barrels tier by tier. <laughs> Each one, each one, each one. I didn't cry when I watched it the thirty seventh time. I watched it the last seven days, but um, it, it still gets me. It's still certain parts uh, still get me a little bit. But let's dive into this show. Let's let's really tear these characters apart. Um, Sam Wilson. We we got to start off with the. I would say the lead character because I think he's the one that goes through the most transformation. Um, what do we feel about Sam's journey through this entire series? I mean, he's, he's been working, it seems pro bono for the air force or the military since Endgame. So, so what do we think about the, the way Sam Wilson progressed throughout this entire series? Uh, Sam Wilson is one of my favorite comic characters um, from back to the early seventies when he first came out as Cap's partner. And one of the things that I've always liked about him um, that I think made him kind of unique, especially for the times back then, was that he was always kind of written as Captain America's partner. Wasn't his sidekick, you know. He wasn't his, his you know, black friend that totes around with him. He was his equal partner. Now, he's evolved over the years, you know, more in the superhero side of things. He's had, you know, became the actual um, 
Falcon with the flight gear and everything that we see in the MCU. Um, but I, I did enjoy how since he appeared in um, Captain America Winter Soldier, they've been consistent with Sam and MCU like they were in the comics. You know, he's always been very much a stand on his own guy with his own thoughts and his own, you know, things of how things should be done and, you know, strong convictions. And, you know, he, he's very much his own man. Um, and I like that. Um, I like the fact that initially he was hesitant to take over the role of Captain America. I think that's very consistent with who he is. Um, Sam always kind of feels like he he's not the center of attention. You know, he, he likes to be kind of a supporting guy. Um, so I think asking him to carry the shield was a big weight to put on his shoulders. Um, and I liked the way that they showed his mindset changing throughout the series um, before, you know, at the end, he finally did um, decide to take on the role of Captain America. Um, I think they did a great job with him. Um, Once we, you know, once I hear what everybody else has to say, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot more about the political stuff and all of that, Um, the um, psychological side of the character that we can get into. But for right now, I'm just going to say, I think they did a really good job uh, with him. I really like Sam Wilson. I hope this like gives education, you know, to most people watching or like kids, you know, like, yeah, these are superheroes, but even they have to find their means or ways of making money. Like, Hey, these guys, <laughs> yeah. Like how does these guys make money? Like they just, Oh, they're just flying around. I guess the capes are just donated or something. Who's making them. It's just, uh, it was like, fine. Like, like just that showing them like they were, getting the community together to then get the boat running. It was a great way to show like how different ways that you just like strap up. Let's get, let's get to work, you know, day by day. It kind of, I like that. Like get, make your, make it your own. You know, he wasn't looking for a handout. He wasn't going to maybe Tony Stark's company and saying, Hey, I helped you out a whole bunch of times. Why don't you give me, no, he put it in his own where he wanted to make it on his own. And that was like really, you know, really good message. I felt with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, in that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually really cool. I never really thought about that with, uh, Sam. I was, I was too busy dissecting what type of black man he is. Um, <laughs> uh, because, and, and we're, we're, I always say we're going to talk about Isaiah Bradley later, but yeah. Isaiah Bradley, he asked a very particular question, uh, in this series, but, uh, what, okay. Sam's journey in this series, I like Eric said, I do enjoy um, or appreciate that they're consistent with the characterization. He yeah. he is an evolution of who he was in the Winter Soldier. Um, I think that they should have evolved his fighting skills a little bit because Sam was getting his ass whooped for six episodes. And I, I was yeah. hoping that as soon as he got the suit, okay, I'm really about to be Captain America. But Bat truck's whipping his ass. Uh, Carly's whipping his ass. So it's like, come on, Sam. Like, what? that was one of my questions for you. Was like that suit? Does it have vibranium in it all around it? It's got. I mean, it looks like leather and from the thing, but I'm no, you know, things look like leather, but they're really like, you know, a super quote. Cool, oh, cloth yeah, or yeah. something. You know? Some type of magical shit. So. Yeah, something. You know, I thought some purple stuff will come on and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wakanda or something, you know? I thought I'll see that with it. But yeah, it was it was um it was a cool suit, I thought. I mean, I don't know how I like that goggle stuff, but it was uh it was it, other than that part, the it looked like it was super suited. But yeah, I don't know. You don't know if it is like it has a vibranium in it? It's got to. It's got to. He got hit by a helicopter blade. <laughs> and, and got slammed into like a shipping yard and sh- he's it's got to be vibranium it's it's gotta, it's gotta, yeah. yeah yeah or he'd be he'd be dead yeah. <laughs> like yeah but that's so that should also be more strength it's bad that enough he's also, flying without a helmet yeah because i mean the falcon suit that he had before wasn't wasn't didn't have anything of armor like it was just him and he could just fly right yeah he didn't have more strength the suit didn't give him more strength Nah, even though Civil War, he kicks a helicopter with his bare legs. But, okay. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go back and watch it. Right, the All right one, the black one, T'Challa shows up in suit. Yeah. 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 Sam comes and kicks a helicopter with his legs. I was like, oh, shit. His wow. legs are gone. But, Dang. Hey, you know. All right. Yeah, he could, yeah, he could do that with this suit, I guess. Oh, he better be able to do that with this yeah. suit. Shit. Better be able to, yeah, he better be able to do a lot more. Uh, but yeah, Sam Sam's journey was uh it's consistent with the character. He he evolved. Um he's definitely the the leading man now. Um and you see it throughout this show in the way that he speaks to John Walker. Like he tells John Walker to he like he chumps him the entire series. John Walker comes yelling at him, uh, and and I think they were in Latvia. He's yelling at him, and he tells him to lower his voice before it gets weird. They go to Zemo's pad, which is crazy that Zemo has a pad. Um, and he tells him shield or no shield. The only thing he's running is his mouth. Um, like so, like this new Sam Wilson where he he's more ballsy. I like it. I, I like it. Um, Sam Sam is a. It's just I I just don't know if I see eye to eye with him on on certain things, you know. Yeah, you were telling me like yeah, like even like how like like when you see um he's fighting with um you know the character in America that should have been um he's you know he's fighting with them they're they're against each other kind of saying why are you trusting these 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 government over here and the man and all this stuff why are you trusting them and he's like no you got you know. This is right. He doesn't even know. He doesn't know what happened to him in his past. And he's telling him, no, this is this is wrong. You know, they, they you shouldn't even trust them. And that just like it also goes to like even today, you know what I'm saying? Like you'll see that even in in uh with the older people that have been like, hey, that, that that's messed up, now they don't trust in the government or nothing like that. And and it's just like so much how it went with everything that's going on now, you know. And especially he was in that period of the Tuskegee experiment type thing. And it was like, you know, the vaccines are coming out around that time. It was like so wild, you know. Like it's just like that and that timing for that to come out. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, do we want to talk about Isaiah Bradley right now? I mean, we, we do have a couple characters before we get to him. Oh, but... my bad, my bad, my bad. Just, just a sec. I just want to ask you a question, Daryl. Sure. Um, Based on your um, statement at the beginning, um, which I do agree with, that um, Sam is kind of the Obama black man. Um, if it was, if, if he was real, if it was actually in this world, would that limit his relatability to other black men? You know that 
I, we're dancing around the whole Isaiah Bradley question. Uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. A major <laughs> one to me, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I just not being black myself. I, I have, I, I want to understand the experience, you know, and yeah. so I just want, you know, it's not like the old days where you know he's the Uncle Tom, but I mean, right. would it would it make him less relevant? Uh, well, if today Sam- it was real. If Sam Wilson were real, would it be the Obama effect? Um, n- no, because you know what? In in the show, he even says it. There's going to be people that lo- hate me for picking up this shield, you know. So I don't. I think I don't think it would necessarily decrease his relatability. I think it would be the same. I mean, it's it's because Obama wasn't beloved by all black men. I mean, I know a, a faction of black men that can't stand him, you yeah. know. Um Yo, people in um Flint, Michigan don't like Obama a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's 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 the whole thing is um it's I, I want I wanna know how old Sam is supposed to be on the show. Because it seems like he hasn't reached that age of cynicism that I think that every black man goes through once he reaches a certain age. Um, because that's something that, that I appreciated in this series, the, the different levels of the black man experience and their ideals based on their age in the show. Isaiah Bradley is like, fuck the government. I don't trust him. Sam is at that age where he's like, we have to fight. We can make it work. You know, we, we can, we can get everything that we want. And, and that's pretty much like I'm there, but I'm teetering at the, say- the cynicism. Um, and, and then you have, you have Elijah in the series as well, which I'm hoping that once they develop his character, his mindset will probably be like, because, okay. If we say that Isaiah Bradley is, if I would have known better when I was your age, Sam, I wouldn't have fought. I would have said, fuck it and just live my life. And if Sam is at the age where he's like, yo, we got to fight, then I would like Elijah to be like, yo, we're not even, it's not that we're out protesting anymore. It's I want Elijah to have the mindset. Like if Sam is defund the police, I want Elijah to be like, why do we need a police? You know what I mean? I want there to be different levels to their ideals. And I want to see how, those interact with each other, you know, is there a common ground that they can find, you know, and, and forge a way forward because these Disney plus series, Marvel in particular, um, giving a black man, the shield, making him captain America. It's more than just entertainment. You know, Disney is trying to change society. You know, they, they want the world and the country to believe that, that is acceptable and and it should be, you know, but they definitely have in a quote unquote agenda that they're trying to push and, and it's very progressive, you know? So, so do you feel like that last moment where he's giving him the memorial, even though you said that he's really saying you motherfucker, why are you even telling people about my shit? You just blowing my shit right now with all these trophies and all this stuff over here. You just felt like telling that. But do you think, like, also they try to show, like, like that was where they're meeting at, that, oh, that it's accepting, we're being, we're recognizing, so now uh, things could be in that medium, where you say? Um, do you feel like, also, do you feel also, um, Sam, um, he's a little bit too noble? They made him, like, a little bit too noble? You said, like, he's a little bit too, 
Um, it's the Obama it? effect. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. It's the Obama effect. The, oh, okay. the the Obama effect. It's basically Sam Wilson is is the black man that white America will love. You know, that's that's who he is. He's he's the he's the the prototype. You know, like he's that's that's for lack of a better term or or. Wait, I think we said chewable. I think we said chewable or something like that. Like a soft, mm-hmm. like the chewable type. Like he's just dissolvable. They can take it in. Like all of America can take it in. Yeah, in a way, yeah. That's yeah. that's what he is. Now, that's cool. That's good. You know, because that's what we want. You know, like like I feel like that we're a global community now, and I feel like we have to get to the point where, really, hopefully, in a in a dream world, that. Witters don't exist. Color and race and nationality don't exist, you know. But I think the only way we get to there is, like, extraterrestrial intervention. Like, that's the only way. When we realize, oh, we have to be a planet because there's other planets, you know. But um, that's, but, yeah, Sam Wilson, That that's what he is. And there's nothing wrong with it, but he's not the the black man to be the hero for all black men. You know what I mean? He's not the black not man. Cage. He, exactly. Exactly. Luke Cage is more like, all right, like he's, he's quote, mm-hmm. fighting the man, you know, he's, yeah, he's, he's out the there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's real cool. He's really chill. Yeah. I know what you mean. I don't feel yeah. what you mean. Yeah. You know, I, I feel it's, it's like, it's unfortunate, but some people like Sam Wilson, they're, they're uh, questioned on their blackness. They're 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 compromising. You know, they they and I've been hit with this as well. They they talk white. You know, they do things like that. Where it, things that are just first, if you're black and you're telling one of your friends that that speaks proper grammar and articulates himself very well, if you tell him he's speaking white, that is racist towards your own kind. Like people need to understand that and need to stop saying that shit. That's like saying that black people can't speak. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know like, what? I couldn't say that. So they couldn't say you know what? You know it's funny, like or like let's say you're from a different country or something like that. The same, I feel it relates almost when you when you see somebody from the country and somebody that doesn't act like they're from the country. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Like sometimes they say you're fake, yo, you fake Dominican or something like that. Mm-hmm. Say like, oh, like you don't like bachata? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you watch basketball? What the hell? Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Like I tell you the other day, and and it's yeah, and it's just because you know what? And that what mostly causes that is just. People that just watch TV maybe too much and just no actually meet people and go out like you know what I'm saying and just meet and are accustomed to seeing other uh, diversities like that's why when I grew up in New York it was just like you just see everybody everything you know what I'm saying it just becomes you're just a person you're just another person sitting on the subway with you know yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying you can have a different ideal you can be different this, this and that there's so many people um but yeah the people that don't it's just it's not really that's why I sometimes I'll see something and, and, and it doesn't even hit, it doesn't hurt me or like offend me at all. Cause I'll be like, they probably don't even know. You know what I'm saying? That's they, they just not in there. They don't even, you have to take the ignorance into account. Yeah. 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 Um, we spent a lot of time on Sam and, and we're going to talk about Sam a lot, but there's other characters in this show. We got to talk about, Let's go. Um, namely the, the co-lead, the winter soldier himself, Bucky Barnes, 
Bucky um, has been going through some shit. You know, he's been pardoned, even though he's uh, a war criminal or a POW, depending on how you look at it. Um, what do we think about Bucky throughout this series? I, me personally, I enjoyed Bucky in this, but what do you guys think? I, that's the way I say what I connected a lot, yo. Bucky with like his trauma and stuff like that, man. That was like, you know, like that, like just seeing a superhero in therapy, like, you know what I'm saying? Saying this man's been through a lot, you know what I'm saying? Emotional, all that stuff. Um, he looks misplaced, even like, you know what I'm saying? Like how he said that Captain America thought I was something. And and if he thought you were something, and if you are you don't think it's right, then that means he was wrong about me too. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that whole emotion about him not feeling uh, worthy enough, it, it, it kind of connected with me. You know, like everybody needs some sort of therapy. If, even if, it's, if it is with a therapist or a friend, you need to talk about um, how you feel and stuff like that. And look, and then just like, just how they show therapy and stuff like that. Like that's that's big too. Like just showing uh, these superheroes in real situations, like financing and troubles of, of of needing mental help. All these things touched just relatability to the max right here. This one, you know, it just felt like they're just another guys just in in your town or something like that. You know, um, it made it really really special like in that way. The thing that I really liked about um, boy Sebastian Stan portrayed um, Bucky, um, the winter soldier as a character. Just imagine here's a guy who went to world war two, got blown up on a train and then spent 50 years, 60 years, either on ice or being having his mind wiped and reprogrammed to go out and assassinate people. So, really, like, you have to imagine, after all of that, and you finally break free of all that conditioning, who who are you? You know, how do you even know who you are as a person? And I think, on the one hand, I always thought Bucky was kind of, just kind of, eh, as far as his personality, just kind of there. But, I almost think it ha- he has to be that way because he has to figure out who he is and where he fits in this new world. And, you know, he's kind of a superhero by default. Is that what he wants to do? How does he make up for all the horrible things he's done? I mean, that, that man is going through a lot of shit. Um, and I think Sebastian Stan really did a nice job kind of portraying all that and how difficult it is for him to figure out who he is, what he is, and where he wants to go. Um, and so that kind of alongside Sam's journey, I thought really kind of played them off well. Yeah, definitely. And coming off that, like, I'm, like I like the scene when he's over there dating, he's trying to date the girl in the bar, and like him with the gloves and stuff, having to give uh-huh. this proof that he got low blood pressure. Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, like, I want to see that Wakandian arm come off the little space right there. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, poor circulation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, poor circulation. Take you. Know, where was he? By the way, where was this? Like that he is. What? what right when he was uh, on the date? Yeah. Oh, he was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, what you, you can use some gloves in Brooklyn. Yeah, right. <laughs> Depending on the season, you can get away with some gloves. But yeah, how would he date? You know. 
uh, or anything or find someone. Like, that's what he was trying to do, right? When he went, like, out to go to date that, that girl, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you notice he said that he hasn't danced since, what, 1943 or something like that? So it's been, it's been, it's been a long time for Bucky. Um, yeah, it's been a long time. I liked his, uh, his arc in this. I think he was, um, more so than Sam, I would say that Bucky was the most consistent character from start to finish. Um, I like that we saw some of his time in Wakanda and we saw Io clearing his mind of the, the winter soldier program. I thought that was really cool. Sebastian Stan gave a hell of a performance in that intro. Um, uh, what else about Bucky? I had something specific I really wanted to say about him. Oh, when he went back into his Winter Soldier mode on Ma- in Madripoor, that was great. Like you see, Sebastian Stan plays so many different versions of this character in this series. You even see a throwback to him on a Winter Soldier kill mission. Um, mm-hmm. That was the only thing I didn't like about his character was the whole hanging out with the old man Yuri. Like you killed this dude's son. So why are you hanging out with him every Wednesday and shit? Well, like, I thought he was just redeeming because he saw that the guy is suffering. I thought he was just trying to make up for it and trying to be with him, you know? But he knew that this man was, was in agony. Like, to to just be sitting there with him every week was kind of crazy. I, I was, I well, was, I mean, for that day and that time, he was alleviated. He probably wasn't thinking about his son. Except when you see that red mochi, it's candy. That's it. It was over. The man got real sentimental. He saw that candy. He was like, oh, oh my yeah. son. Yeah, true. Yeah, that was wild. True. Um, speaking of Bucky, one of the things that I really enjoy about this series, like the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier is probably my favorite first episode out of all the Disney Plus series so far. I think it was written very well. I think it was it was handled beautifully, um, illustrating the the parallels between Sam and Bucky and their differences because it starts off you see Sam is working for the government Sam is recognized by someone but Sam is also uh, out to eat with Torres and Torres covers the check you know so you see he's has money issues then it shows Bucky and Bucky has an apartment in Brooklyn that, that Cap said he couldn't even afford and I think it was Age of Ultron. Um, uh, Bucky doesn't get recognized when he goes out because the woman didn't even the the chick at the bar. She didn't even know who he was, you know, whereas <laughs> Sam, he got recognized and someone said, thank you for bringing my wife back. Um, just this, the different things. And then the whole bank scene at the end, um, just just the way that it showed that these two characters have led different lives and even though one has family and everything else, he still has his issues. And even though this one is financially set, he has anonymity. He can finally really just lay low if he wants to, you know, but he's, he's still going through it. So I really like the way that they handled that first episode. I thought that was really cool. Um, but the episode ends with John Walker being revealed to get captain America shield after Sam gave it to the Smithsonian which was weird, but all right. Um, John Walker, U.S. agent, or John Walker, Captain America. Uh, what did you guys think of Wyatt Russell's portrayal of this character? We were breaking it down when we were watching it. Again, remember, at my house, and, and, and we mentioned that. What was the point where Walker 
kind of what motivated him? What made him at the end? Was it ego? Was it his friend dying? Was it a multiple of things that made him look like a villain? But you're saying that you really don't have an issue. Um, you're saying that, you know, John Walker was, um, wasn't so bad. No, no, no. I didn't think you, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. What did you think about him though? He looked like, I thought like at the end of it, you get the connotation that he's like, like, uh, what do you say? Like, uh, soldier gone rogue. No, soldier gone. Like he said, like he got that, he got that hot head. He got that ego and he wanted to. Be higher, you know what I'm saying? All right, all right. Yeah. What What do you think about that, Eric? Like that about him? Well, <clears throat> the same way Daryl says that you know the the different um, African American characters represent different ideals. I think um, John Walker really represents a subclass of white America, which um, is he's kind of a the stereotypical white male who doesn't really know what his place is in society anymore. And the only place that he feels comfortable, that he feels like a man is on the battlefield. So he throws himself into his soldiering and he's all about, you know, doing whatever it takes for the men and the mission. And, you know, I'm going to fight for my country and, you know, do all these hoorah things. Um, And then they ask him to become Captain America, which to him is like the ultimate, representation that he is successful in who he is, but him as Captain America, he gets his ass kicked every time. He can't complete the mission. You know, he he can't save his men. He can't even protect his best friend who's coming with him. So, you know, I think, you know, then that leads him to take the super soldier serum and then he's all downhill from here, from there, um, partially because of his psyche and then partially because of the actions of the drug. So, I, I don't see John Walker as a villain, even though he is often in many parts of the series portrayed as the certainly the antagonist. Um, but I feel like he's kind of like trapped in his role and he doesn't really have anything else that he could possibly do. Yeah, I, I feel similar about <clears throat> John Walker, like like Rich was saying, we had conversations about this over the weekend, and I don't think John Walker is a bad guy. I don't think he's necessarily even the villain of the series. Of course, he's portrayed as the antagonist, but the shit that he does is no worse than what Captain America has done in the Avengers films, killing numerous people. No worse than Sam Wilson shooting missiles at people. No worse than Bucky going on those kill missions. He's doing the job he was hired for and i actually feel bad for john walker because okay he's been in the military probably since he was 18 so he probably was an rotc of 14 so he goes through that goes into the military right out of high school goes through all of that for however long because i don't know how old he's supposed to be because he apparently did field ops with Bucky's therapist, who's definitely like 50 or 60. Um, so I, I, I mean, he, he's just somebody that I'm here to do the mission. I'm here for, I, I'm my country needs me. He's that guy. He's very gung ho about everything. So, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Even though 
he probably didn't necessarily want the role of Captain America. He ex- he was going to accept it anyway because that's what his country asked him to do. Because in the beginning of the second episode, you see him in a locker room and he's 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 nervous. You know, his his wife is in there uh, talking to him, who's um, ethnically ambiguous. Um, she's she's trying to get him to calm down. She leaves, tags in Lamar, his black best friend, um, and he tells him on his way in. He asked, "Did he throw up yet?" So this title is pressure, like and. He wasn't ready for this shit because he's got to talk to the media and all kinds of stuff. And and he just says he would just wants to do the job. And Lamar tells him this is the job. You know, if anything, you know, I was talking about Monica last week as the magical Negro. Lamar Hoskins is a magical Negro. He actually even dies. So mm-hmm. he definitely fulfills that uh, trope. Um, But John Walker takes the job and then it's kind of messed up because you want him to be Captain America. You want him to be Steve Rogers, but he don't have no super soldier serum and he's going out there and he's fighting super soldiers. And then when he's getting his ass kicked and then takes things into his own hands, the country gets mad at him. So Mm -hmm. the only thing he did wrong was he did the shit that he did in public. That's the only thing he did wrong because Steve Rogers does the same shit. It just ain't on camera. That's it. You know, and, and because what he was doing, what, what did, what did uh, John Walker do? He killed a terrorist. So they already blew up that building and killed people. So what, what is he doing wrong? You know, so I, I like John Walker. I don't think he's the antagonist. I think the United States government is the antagonist in this series. Or the world governments, because they're all displacing people. Yeah, and I mentioned at the end uh, when we were watching the final scene, was it was uh, where Sam Walker is talking to two people? Is it one was this wasn't one was a senator? Oh, was Sa- Sam one? Wilson? Yeah, was he talking to two senators, or was it just one senator and the other one was like a mayor or something like that? Or one was a senator. That they, they wasn't just the United States government. That was like a global thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was well, those well, were people from different there. countries. I thought it was almost like at the time he was also talking like I felt like the one was a guy and one was a lady. And remember, I was saying maybe they were trying to say like one was uh, Mitch McConnell and one was Nancy Pelosi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys need to get this thing figured out, right? Saying we gotta be you friends. You guys have more power than any other superhero and all this. And I just felt like yo, it's such a stab. Like you know, it's talking about like you know. You know stuff and all this like silliness and, and, and politics that are played. You know what I'm saying? And it was just, uh, yeah, I felt like it was like the perfect timing. I think it came out around that time. It was still hot. Yeah. If they didn't hot. mean that, they should have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we don't really need to talk about. Do we need to talk about Lamar? Um, well, I said oh, magical he's the Negro. Cause, right? He's one of the causes that I feel like made Walker. Um, he was one of the causes, right, that made him go like really, um, like like like. Actually, after no, I felt like first he was fueled by his ego. I felt a little bit. Remember, there was a moment where he's like uh, questioning the other guys. He's like saying that the other guys were taking too long. And that's why the whole mission just blew up. With yeah, the girl. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's part of. Uh... Part of um, the United States government's pressure putting this Captain America title on on John Walker 
because yeah, he, he wanted to go intervene and Bucky stood in front of him. I mean, Bucky eventually got out the way, but if Bucky wanted to say, no, you're not getting over there, he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. You know? So that's, that's something that like, I have this title and I don't even have the means to really be this. But didn't, um, supposedly didn't the super serum also create, give you like this, like, uh, supposedly it changes your character as well a little bit. Depend, it amplifies your. That's why they gave it to uh, Steve Rogers, right? Is because he was good person. The, the scientists saw in him that he was a good person. He was a wholesome. He was like he wasn't being like you know he didn't want to be the biggest guy. He wanted to save people. He had a good heart, right? We would say, yeah, it ampl- right? yeah, it amplifies yeah. whatever you are. Yeah. So okay, so this guy was a little cocky, you know, like he was a little arrogant, maybe, you know. And that just like amplified him, and it made him like, "Hey, I'm the guy. Hey, move away. Like, I'm I'm in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Now think about this. Steve Rogers got that serum before he ever saw any action. He didn't go to war. He never had any experiences. He got that serum before anything. So John Walker used the serum. This is a guy." who's already had the traumas of war experience. Yeah. This is somebody who's already gone through all of these things. Yeah. He was been massively successful, but even in his conversation with uh, Lamar over how they earned their uh, purple hearts, I believe mm-hmm. it was Yeah, like he says the things that we had to do, the things that we had to do. Yeah. 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 So, so it wasn't fair. Like, like Steve Rogers, they're not going to get another Steve Rogers because they're never going to go find somebody off the streets. They're always yeah. going to give it to the to the best person physically capable and, and with a track record. That's what they're going to do going forward. And to be honest, if the U.S. government actually had some a super soldier formula, they don't want Steve Rogers. Nah. They want John Walker. They want somebody that is, you know, my country, do or die. You know, get out of my way. I'm taking no names and kicking ass. That's, That's exactly. what they would want. And I said also he's part jarhead too, like yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But it's it's his experiences, you know, that that really that's why that's what the difference between Steve Rogers and John Walker. It's it's the it's the war experience and PTSD. That's yeah. why Steve Rogers didn't become US agent. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, because remember, he said, Wow, you imagine if we had that super serum that night, how many people we could have saved? And he goes and he looks at him, he's like, Yeah, yeah, well, that's why he took yeah. it. Once and he- that was it, and that was like the moment that was the moment when he, like, it just flipped right there. He, he found the code, he found his righteousness, like, he found the right to now, yeah, I can kill this person with good conscience because I that's the mission, I'm saving lives, you know, and that's how some people are radicalized in this country, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, John Walker is definitely a, a PG peacemaker, but he he definitely does some uh, some some horrific horrific shit. But it's no different than anybody else. And Lamar was definitely his his conscience. I'm shit. <laughs> Lamar was his Jiminy Cricket. Uh, another. <laughs> I mean, come on now. It yeah. just <laughs> these things just happen. Um, yeah. Like yeah, Lamar dying that that definitely that shook John's world. That that's what really I would say pushed him over the edge because it was even with the serum, you know. I still well, what pushed him over the edge was the door Milaje kicking his ass. That's what really pushed because they didn't even because he says they weren't even super soldiers. Like he was yeah. hurt. <laughs> like he's and, and that's 
they they put him in this role and placed him in this position. And he failed, and he, he looked. He was going to look foolish. He was going to look embarrassed. Yeah. And that's and that's where his ego. That's where his ego fed in. He felt like I can't look like a fool. Nah, I got to look like a top dog. So that's when. That's why I feel like it's half ego. I think the super serum just empowered that because that's what supposedly it does. And he supposedly the only thing that he optimizes is that you don't get bigger physically. So I feel like that feelings thing, that enhancement of uh, of that um, your your true self being even amplified. Um, that's that's what created what what he ended up being. True. Yeah. 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 Well, let's talk about and then, the. And then also, uh, remember when they all of a sudden in one scene, uh, they're all uh, mad at each other, and all of a sudden he turns in one thing and he's like, "Okay, you go this way, you go this way, all right." And then like they're just all one team again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the what an inconsistency of the last episode. Yeah, John yeah, Walker, yeah. who Sam broke his arm to get that shield out of his hand. Bucky, uh, they whipped his ass. They he was whipping their asses, um, which doesn't make sense. That's another thing about this series. Sam and Bucky, Bucky in particular, you're an Avenger. You're a super soldier. You have a vibranium arm. Why are teenagers whipping your ass on top of a moving vehicle? Why Why are any, like, if it's three of them, okay. But one-on-one, there's no way these guys are beating Bucky. Bucky is wiping the floor with them, you know. Fighting John Walker. I understand if John Walker has the shield. But if he doesn't have the shield, Bucky, you have a vibranium arm. There is no reason why you should really be struggling the way you are. You know, it's crazy. That That's something that, that didn't make sense. But, yeah, the end of the uh, last episode when John Walker all of a sudden is buddy-buddy with Sam and Bucky and they're even joking about uh, Abraham Lincoln quotes. Like, come on. That's that's ridiculous. Like, I didn't like that. That, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, but let's talk about the the third part of this uh, story. I guess the third leading storyline, Carly Morgenthau and the Flag Smashers. Um, I think super underdeveloped. They said that there were reshoots and rumors were because of the pandemic. The Flag Smashers storyline was pandemic centric, so they had taken away a lot of it. So... Supposedly, they're victims of the cutting room floor. Um, but Carly Morgenthau overall, um, similar to how I feel about if I look at these characters as real people, Carly Morgenthau is a terrorist. <laughs> She's She she started off cool, um, even though her intentions were horrible, because she wanted the world to basically go back to 50%, you know? Like, if she's saying that she wants things to go back the way they were, where they all were together, one world, one people, and all that stuff, that's what she's asking for. She's asking for the snap. And, nah, that's not cool. So, she was an evil character from the beginning. Um, I think that she goes through a little bit of uh, uh, Daenerys Targaryen syndrome. You know, she starts off as this, this... great figure who were like yeah she can lead us she's the one and then she just goes nuts out of nowhere so how do we feel about the flag smash well carly in particular uh well i think the fact that they tried to make carly be like the flag smasher character in comics at least a little bit um except the smashing flags part 
well, but Flag Smasher in the comics, now there was no snap, so you can't want to go back to, but he's always been about eliminating governments and creating one world government and, you know, getting the people um, in charge. Um, and he is a straight up died in the wool terrorist. His whole organization are terrorists. They blow shit up. They kill people. They don't care. That's what they do. Um, they're trying to overthrow every government on the face of the earth. So if that's the character that you're trying to bring to the screen, you have to make her at least a little more relatable. Um, but there has to be some connection to the source material. Sure. So I, I thought it was interesting that um, they made Carly and her team super soldiers. Um, I thought that gave them a unique place in the show because, you know, Captain America, um, even, um, well, Captain America is definitely tied to the United States government. The Winter Soldier was tied to the Russian government. So all of the characters that have the super soldier formula, even, you know, they, they are very much tied to world governments. Now here you have Carly who wants to eliminate them all. So she's the outsider She's the everyman. She can speak to, you know, and, and at least what she says um, is very, you know, for the people. You know, let's bring this back to the people. Let's help the people. Um, now, the way that she carries it out, that's a whole different story that, that um, really shows the, a weakness in her character. But, um, yeah, I thought she was... She was okay. I thought it was interesting. It was a nice spoil for Sam and, and the Winter Soldier. Um, but ultimately, I mean, I think she was a puppet, really. Okay. Yeah, she was She was definitely something just to get the story moving. Um, definitely a, a puppet for Sharon Carter, who we'll talk yeah. about later. Um I, I and I think so as well. She was a good foil for Sam and Bucky, um, a good foil for uh, John Walker and Lamar as well. What I don't think she is is a good parallel for Sam. The whole trying to we're the same. I'm black and you're a terrorist. I don't really vibe with. Um, it was crazy. Like like. Uh, that made that that rubbed me the wrong way. That made absolutely no sense. Like, and and are not just you're a terrorist. You're a white. <laughs> you're a white passing terrorist. So it's like that's completely different. So, I didn't. Well, was supposed to be um, IRA? She was obviously Irish. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess you could. She would. If you looked at it that way, she could be the oppressed minority in her society as opposed to Sam being from the oppressed minority in his society. But that's that's as far as I can bring a parallel. Are you saying because it was the moment when Sam was mentioning at the end, he's kind of comparing her, like when he was using her and saying, hey, they're protesting for a reason out here. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, not, not when he martyred her. No, not then. Not then, which oh, was okay, okay. crazy, too. No. When, when <laughs> but, they, no, like I just felt like he was using that moment as a you know as a figure, kind of you know what he, he was really mentioning. He's talking about you know talking about Black Lives Matter and the protesting that was going on at the time, right? I mean that's what he was really mentioning, right? 
Well, yeah, to a certain extent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, th- and that was all cool, you know. He he took the best part of her ideals and presented it to the the governments of the world. That That's what he did. He was like, let's forget the... He was like, let's forget the horrific shit she did. Let's mm-hmm. see. Let's talk about, you know, why she did those things, you know. Yeah. But, like, that's something. And that's also something that pisses me off because it's like, let's talk about why she did this horrific shit and, and take it there. But, like, you're trying to draw parallels between that. And it's like, it's, it's because, all right, the speech wasn't for, I would say, me in particular, you know. I think the speech was for white America, you know, that views the show, you know, because there's certain things in the show where, where it's blatant. It, it got to a point in the show where it was like the, this is the race. This is racism moment of the week, you know? Like, <laughs> and it was like, come on now. Like the bank scene this is the moment of the week. Oh yeah. The bank scene in the first episode. Oh, yeah, you're right. Every week they had like something. Yeah. When the police comes over, you know, and he's, like stopping them and he says, Oh, you didn't have the suit on. It's almost like a celebrity. Like if you would say Shaq, well, I mean, you could recognize Shaq, but I mean like yeah. somebody else. It's not, uh, let's say De'Aaron Fox or something like that. I don't know. Some basketball player I just thought of. Yeah. If he didn't have his Jersey on, right. Wearing his regular stuff. I might not even recognize him. I don't know. Like yeah. I wouldn't recognize right off the bat. Yeah. But he, like him, just coming boom. He just said, "Oh, I don't know you. I, uh, oh, I didn't, I didn't recognize you." Without the, then he treated him cool because he knew he he was. Yeah, I, yeah. They have they have moments like that throughout the series, you know. Yeah. And and like if you're gonna do that, don't draw parallels between Sam and and Carly, who's a fucking terrorist. Like it doesn't make sense. It's 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 too much of that. And but the. The, the instance I was talking about was when he's in the, um, I guess the warehouse and he's talking to her when they're, when the, the funeral for, for Mama Donia, who we never see, um, when they're having that conversation in there and she's saying how she views things and how she feels about things. And he's saying that he gets it and all this other shit, like, but he, the only way that he can get it because he hasn't been, he's, he's, it's not the same as what she's going through. You know what I mean? Their motives aren't the same, you know? And like TV shows do this where it's, it's okay. She's a terrorist, but she's going through all of this. And this is why she acting out Sam being the good guy, even though he's a black man, he's not acting out and performing terrorism. So it's like, look, don't do that. You know what I mean? It's a big sign saying, look, if you want to, if you get too fed up, take the route that Sam Wilson's taking. Don't take mm-hmm. the other route. You know, it's definitely yeah. sending that, but it's like, yo, just let Sam go on that journey. You know, yeah. don't bring a terrorist in and, and, and say that these are the two avenues you can take. You know, so he brought defund me into the whole situation. That's what happened right there. Be from the police into the situation. Um, wait, what so, you mean? What you mean? Sort of like, like, like you're saying, like, don't bring a certain thing into a movement. Like you're saying, like, Black Lives Matter was, or or Democrats were ruined by saying, don't uh, defund the police. That ruined that slogan. Ruined the thing. They should have said, oh, reallocate funds to nah, different. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. I, I'm strictly saying, like, 
Sam's plight as a black man is not the same as Carly's plight as a terrorist. And the no, show, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not. that's, that's what, I'm, what saying. I'm saying. And the show, yeah. and the show, like throughout, even in leading up until that end, when he gives that speech, it's drawn those parallels throughout the entire thing. And I just wasn't feeling that, you know. It's yeah. All right. So let me ask you this question: Does it mean anything then that if they're drawing these parallels between Sam and um, Carly does the fact that she was way more popular with, even though she's a terrorist and the villain she had all the, the people on her side they they had the app and everything everybody was a flag smasher oh, yeah. you know, people were flocking to her side nobody was flocking to Sam's side oh, what does no. that say <laughs> and he's Captain America right. <laughs> like, come on <laughs> Um, See, it's, 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 yo, it shows it's, it's a big, it's a big, um, it's a big comparison. I feel to, to, to what happened in the political thing in, in our country too. Like there was so many people, 75 million voted for this other guy, you know, and then they're just thinking like, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. He kind of justified and said, uh, we have to listen to what these people, yeah, 75 people voted for this other man, we should listen, yeah, what is their issues? What did he convince those people? We should be, the other side should convince them too. What did he, you know what I'm saying, to what, they, they have a problem, they just need a solution. And that side ended up convincing them more than this, the other side. That's And that's what I feel like, that's the same um, thing that he was saying right there with that with her. That's how I felt that comparability. I felt like, wow, they're really they're really talking about what's going on right now. Like, I felt like that was almost, like, put in there, like, very recent, those lines and stuff. Yeah. Could very well be. Yeah. Could be. Could be. It could be. Um, let's talk about Isaiah Bradley. Finally got to him. Uh, <laughs> Finally got to him? I thought we covered him, like, so yeah. hard. <laughs> we've, been, we've been tiptoeing around him for so yeah, long right? and getting on him and coming back. But Isaiah Bradley shows up. Um Truth, Red, White, and Black is canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Um, super excited. When they cast Carl Lumbly, um, he could only be Isaiah Bradley. Like, there was no doubt in my mind that he was playing anyone else. And I'm, I'm uh, very happy with it. Um, as you said earlier, Rich, they draw the parallels between the Tuskegee experiments. Uh just his interactions with Sam. Um, the only thing that kind of puzzled me with Isaiah Bradley was why did Bucky take Sam to him? Like, what was what was Bucky looking to get out of Sam by doing that? That that kind of confused. Yeah, me. him just keeping this to himself. I'm sorry, that's like so wild. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know why Bucky took him over there. I don't know, and I don't know how Bucky even knew him. Yeah, well, Bucky Except said that. He, Timelines, you really shouldn't have known him. Oh, yeah, that's right. If his mind is getting white, yeah, he should. But he says that he remembers every kill. Like, I don't, I don't. So he said he met him, remember? Isaiah said, I met you before in that, in somewhere. And remember, he said, I've seen him before. Yeah, so but, maybe, but hmm. as the Winter Soldier, once you're done your mission and you come back to, to the base, your mind gets wiped, like like they 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 do that shock therapy. They show it in the yeah, beginning. How did he of Civil remember War. the 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 kid that the grandfather's kid? How did he remember all those then? He says he remembers every kill. 
So what I'm thinking is the only thing I can think of is he had a kill right when he saw Isaiah or something. Maybe. No, no, no. I'm thinking that um the Wakandan technology that unlocked the Winter uh-huh. Soldier program, I'm thinking that it unlocked those memories as well. That could that also that could lead lead to why Bucky is going to therapy, which all these heroes should be going to, especially Peter Parker, because he's a teenager. <laughs> um, so so I'm thinking that maybe that's how he's remembering everything. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, him taking him to Isaiah doesn't make sense, but Isaiah meeting Sam and the conversations, saying how they experimented on him, and, and basically saying the same exact story that we see in Captain America, the first Avenger when cap goes and saves Bucky and comes out there and is celebrated. Isaiah did the exact same thing for his men and was locked up and experimented on for it. Um, seeing, listening to stuff like that and, and seeing him, uh, was really dope, really dope. Um, Eric, what did you think about Isaiah Bradley? Cause I know you've read truth, red, white, and black. I did, and I loved it. Um, and it's a sad statement on the world, but it seems to me that if, if any of this were reality, if there was some serum that had the potential to unlock you know, the ultimate human potential, and the army is going to experiment on people to see if it works, unfortunately... The experiments are most likely to be done on minorities. Most definitely. Um, now, they're not going to want to give a minority power, so if it works, then they're going to have to find some way to get rid of that person, um, which is kind of what the whole red, white, and black was all about, mm-hmm. um, and then give them to your blue-eyed, blonde-haired, all-American dude. John but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, hey. It, it strikes me as very real. Like, if, if there was such a program, I honestly think this is what they'd be doing. They'd be just screwing with minorities. Well, we, we know they did that. They exposed people yeah. to the atomic bomb and just to see what would happen to them. Um, and so I think the fact that they put that into the MCU and then the fact that um, Isaiah portrayed, you know, his feelings now toward the government, which, I mean, how can you possibly do anything but distrust the government after they fucked you over at every possible turn? Um, I thought his his uh, role was fabulous. I thought he did a great job doing it. Um, he did kind of bring us to the question, which I guess we'll get yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but, mean, if you uh, want to throw it out there, the... the... Yeah, I mean, because we've talked about it. Um, the the thing that I found most interesting was when he was, Sam was asking him about, you know, becoming Captain America. And he said, why would any self-respecting black man ever want to be Captain America? Um, and to me, again, not being a, uh, a black man, I didn't quite get that. Um, so Daryl and I have had conversations about this <laughs> in the past. And so to try and see the other side of this thing. Yeah. 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 Now that I've watched it at nausea. Oh, Rich, I'm sorry. You wanted to talk about Isaiah yeah, Rich. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, you imagine guys watching, like, a series or, or, like, a movie with just seeing these missions that Isaiah Bradley did when he was young? 
think that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would, I would love to see it. I would That'd love to see it. Because they were talking about like what he did and all this and killed this and did that. Yo, that series should be fire. Like, yeah, it would, it would definitely have to be a Disney Plus series. And oh yeah, I mean, shit, Disney Plus. I don't even know. Uh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It might be too much for Disney Plus. Yeah, let's do. Um, but yeah, they would they would have to do it. But to get back to the question that we've been tap dancing around this whole time, uh, what self respecting black man would want to be Captain America? After watching this series so many times, um, and really seeing the way that all the different characters act, particularly Sam, Isaiah, Elijah, Sarah, um, Sam is is as we stated earlier, the Obama effect, you know, what self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America, Uh, a black man. And I think that's the overarching question of the series, you know, and we see that Sam Wilson is that type Um, because as a black man in this country, not everybody, not all of us really fuck with the flag like that. You know, He's willing to drape himself in it, you know, to to wrap himself up in in all red, white, and blue, and and really go out there. And um, I was talking to someone, and and we were debating whether or not that he was uh that if Sam Wilson was coonish, you know, because of 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 how he is. I didn't want to say that word earlier. You said. Yeah, yeah, you know, so we were we were wondering if he was because he's he's he wasn't Cap's errand boy, but he it was I do the same thing he does just slower, you know. So he was always his side, he was his guy, his partner, you know. So to now see to now see him uh wrap himself up in a red, white, and blue. It's like, all right, really? Like, come on, bro. What are you doing? But I don't think it's coonish because I, I know people like Sam Wilson and it's not a, a, I'm tap dancing, shucking and jiving, you know, for the white man. That's not what it is. It's I fought for this country. I have every right to be Captain America. I have every right to wield this shield. You know, and he'll fuck somebody up if need be. Well, I mean, Sam won't because, I mean, you've seen the last six episodes, but he he's he's there defending his country. So he's just young and idealistic. That's what it is. It's it's not that he is a a less of a black man or anything like that. He he thinks differently than I think on on certain things, you know, and different than than a lot of black men do on certain things. Um but that's basically what it is. It's just his idealism. Um, I, I think that's that's the main thing. He's it's he doesn't strike me as someone that's that's uh, coonish to to go back to the word. He doesn't strike me as that. Now that I've watched this series so much, um, nah, he's he's, he's trying to do what's right, bro. Yeah, he has a good moral compass. He's trying to be in the middle. He's trying to be liked by everybody, like you said. And that's the best you could do, I think, bro. Like, what else could you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's in the middle. Yeah. Well, it raises a, a point that we've talked about before. Um, Captain America is always supposed to 
be about the American dream. You know, he's not about the politics of America. He doesn't always side with the government. You know, he, he tries to do what's right um, according to the American values. Yeah, of America. So okay. then the question is, does the American dream, like, does that apply? Does it mean the same thing for well, for minorities than it does for white people? Like, to me, to me, you know, defending the American dream is that that's a good thing. And, like, why wouldn't anybody want to do that? But maybe it's not the same dream for everybody. I, and I don't know. Maybe it's not a dream for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, uh, damn, I had something. <laughs> I would say, I would say that it's it's not necessarily uh, a nice dream for everyone because the American dream is always at someone's expense. You know, it's it's not fortunately, yeah. You know, it's not we all can ascend. No, it's it's we all can ascend if we're willing to to do what we have to do. And doing what we have to do, unfortunately, comes at the expense of someone at, at certain points. Um, Sam becoming Captain America. Also, to me, him him actually taking up the mantle and it being accepted says that Steve Rogers did a good job with the mantle. You know that that if he fought for those values, you know that he believed America should stand for. For Sam to have that shield and be Captain America, he did a good job. Um, Sam taking the shield, it it makes him um not a not a, a it makes him a mascot. To a, to a certain extent, you know, he he has to do the press and everything like that, but he's also expected to be the one that's going to unite everybody. You know, that's. Do you think we'll see Sam leading the Avengers? I, I think, think they we, should. I think we have to. I think we have to. Like it, it's It would be a severe disservice if we don't see that. Like we have to see him. Maybe a faction of Avengers that makes sense for him to be leading. Um but he has to he has to lead a team at some point. Uh it, it would only make sense. It would only make sense. Um But Sam Sam's putting a target on his back, you know. He's putting a target on his back, putting that, that suit on. And he's gonna be looked at from from all sides, you know, he's going to be more scrutinized in the position than Steve Rogers ever was. You know, he's taking on a lot, and and him using that shield. Okay, this this is what I was thinking about. Um, John Walker is what America really is. John Walker is Captain America. Steve Rogers is what America thinks it is as Captain America. And Sam Wilson is what America could be as Captain America. So, so Sam has the potential to do the most with it than anyone because it means so much him having it because, because as Eric said, the, the American dream, like what is Sam fighting for? You know, like, like he has to change what it means for, for black people, you know, for minorities, period, you know, so that's, that's a very interesting. Sam 
better have a good idea because he is has going to have the hardest time being Captain America. You know, if Captain America shows up at a battle, Steve Rogers, then it's like, oh, Captain America's here. You know, we can, you know, the police are going to defer to him. He's Captain America. But if Sam shows up, he's the uppity Negro in the Captain America costume. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Damn. I mean... We can get into that more when we talk about our hopes for these characters in the future. Um, anybody else want to talk about Isaiah Bradley a little bit? Because, I mean, we talked about him a little bit in the beginning. We, we, I mean, I could still talk about Isaiah Bradley, but you want to move on? Yeah, move. it's up to you, really. But um, Yeah, let's, let's... Yeah, we talked about him earlier. We talked about him now. Yeah, let's let's move on to um oh a re- another returning character, Baron Zemo, who is a horrific character, has killed many people, but he can two step in the club, so he's stole a fan, the show. he's a fan favorite, you know, <laughs> stole the show. So Baron Zemo, uh Daniel Brühl, brilliant, brilliant in this role. Um I like the evolution of him. I like that we got more of the Baron Zemo in this, which we didn't get in Civil War. We got a lot of Helmet Zemo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that we got this. I was was a little pissed off that he only wore the mask once and really had no purpose to wear the mask other than for the stuntman to do a bunch of tricks. Um, but Baron Zemo, Eric, what you think? I liked him. Um, I liked his appearance here better um, than in the movies. Um, I just think they developed him more. They did more with him. Um, I definitely think there's something more coming from him, whether it be Thunderbolts or you know Dark Avengers, whatever it's going to be. But I, there's there's definitely going to be more Zemo in the, in the future of Marvel MCU. Yeah, yo, sneaky guy, man. Oh um, yeah. Yo, like, out of nowhere, you don't even know if you could trust him. Is he right? Is he on the side? Is he really trying to, like, take, you know what I'm saying? When he put on that purple mask and then he's shooting, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I was like, is this guy with these guys or is he, you know, that was that was interesting how they used him like that. Like, he just, like, became this character. You're like, you, you just, you were always on the edge. You didn't know. Um, You were always on the edge. You didn't know if it, it was a. Uh, he was good or bad. Like it was, I, I like that how they used him in that sense. Yeah, he was definitely the wild card in the series. Like once they was with them, he was definitely ulterior motives, doing his own thing the whole time, furthering his own plans. Uh, I like Zemo a lot. Um, I mean, I like Zemo, but I, I recognize that the show wants you to like Zemo. You know, Zemo's a horrible person. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But they definitely they 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 did a good job. They convinced me. You know that Zemo is 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 okay. <laughs> um, uh, next character returning, Sharon Carter, who we haven't seen since Civil War. Same thing as Zemo. Um, Sharon Carter, who is also the power broker, um, Cap's kissing niece. Uh, what else? What else? By the way, that's a question I had. What does that mean that she's the power broker? The, oh, she's the one that that created. Well, not created. She was the one having Dr. Nagel make the super soldier serum. Um, okay, so the guy, okay, so the funding and shit, that's what I meant. Like, I didn't understand why they called it a power broker. I really didn't. 
That was that was a, that was that a throwback to the comics. There was a character in Captain America um, comics back in the nineties um, that that was his name, the Power Broker. And basically, what he did was he gave people super strength so that then they would go on and commit crimes. So okay. Sharon is kind of taking over that role. All right, all right. Yeah, I think the power broker in the comics uh, is the one that gave John Walker the serum. Yeah. John Walker and and Lamar and I, there were like two other people or three other people. Their whole little group that that would pose as crooks and John would stop them and. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Grunewald was the man. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Sharon Carter. Power Broker. Uh, the Power Broker reveal was kind of whack. Um, I thought Sharon Carter's story was, I mean, I've, similar to the to the Flag Smashers. I think she was. I think her story was probably boosted a little bit at their expense. Um, but Sharon Carter on the phone on the steps of of the the government building telling whoever's on the phone that she got everything. Um, that's ballsy. There was a general right over her shoulder and two guards and she's on her own cell phone telling people that she got everything to line up the buyers was, was kind of cell phone. That's how you should, or it wasn't an Apple phone. So that's how you knew she was a villain. That's how you know. That's how you know. <laughs> oh no. Android and Apple here. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. Uh, that's how you know. Watch the series. Check it again, Rich. You'll see. All yeah. the bad guys don't use Apple phones. Oh, they don't. They don't. Oh, yeah, wow. they don't. That's, that's, right there. that's it. That's it. They're oh, trying to Apple society. Yeah. They're trying to change society. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, Sharon Carter was um okay. I like. I was. I was okay. Yeah. I, as much as they tried to do to advance different um, ideologies and, you know, different minorities in this series. I think they really portrayed women poorly because the, the female leads in this all had such horrible um, motivations. So what Sharon is now an international supervillain just because she's pissed that she had to leave the country because she sided with Captain America. You know, (laughs) like that's it. That's it. That's it. (laughs) And she's doing much better in Madripoor. So what's she really yeah. complaining about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, shit is wild. Shit is wild. Let's. Uh, I mean, you got anything to say about Sharon Carter Rich? Um. Well, yeah. I. I. I don't. I know the least about her. You know, like you told me, she was like a Shield agent. Yeah. And um. And her. Um. Yeah. First, I did. I. I. I, I didn't even know. Yeah, it was a big twist. I felt at the end that was a nice twist that they had. When she becomes a power broker, you know, so that's a another little twist they had, you know, like with Vimo being the bad guy, her, like you wouldn't even think it was her, you know, the whole time you would think maybe the power broker was Vimo the whole time. Did you think that at any time? Well, well, nah, nah. I mean, well, we we don't know the source material, oh, right? You guys already know the story. <laughs> yeah, we know the source material as a as a, <laughs> a non comic guy. That hasn't, which I do. I want to dabble into reading more comics now. Um, watch a YouTube video. You'll be fine. If you don't want to read, watch a YouTube up, video. Right? Yeah, the guy describing each one. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Listen, listen to Books, Brews, Bros on Wednesdays. There you go. Oh, there you go. That's the, that's the key. Yeah. You guys got it. 
There you go. Um, but yeah, um, she she was a character that gave that little twist. Yeah, at the end, and then you see her at the blonde, with the blonde hair. She's like, yeah, now we got bigger things. Uh, we got prototypes. We got them now. We got even bigger. That 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 was like, oh, we're moving on to bigger game. Forget that little thing that we were talking about before. Yeah, yeah. Sharon Carter was alright. She was alright. She was alright. More interesting though was Io and the Dora Milaje, who are barely in the series, but when they are in the series, it's super impactful. Uh, I like the Dora Milaje. Um, I think they were created by Chris Priest in the so. late nineties, I think, or early two thousands. Um, I thought they were great. Like, like we said earlier, they had John Walker questioning in his entire life. <laughs> like they, they, they whipped his ass, but they also whipped Sam and Bucky's asses too. And Io taking that arm off of Bucky. Cause they built him that arm, you know, they healed him and now he's using it against them. So when she dismantled it, like there was so much more than just her disarming him. It's it's and then she spoke to him in Wakandan, you know, basically mm-hmm. like, yo, how dare you? You know, so I enjoyed the Dora Milaje. I want to see more of the Dora Milaje in other movies, you know, just them on missions and stuff. Um I forget what they're what they're called, they're spies, but I would love to see just in the background of fuck, a Spider Man movie, you know. They're doing missions in the background. You know, anything with the Dora Milaje, I would like to see more of them in the larger Marvel universe. Yeah, I mean, that scene where she disarmed Bucky, I thought that was a, another nice kind of tribute to the Chris Priest run in Black Panther because he kind of played up the whole aspect that, okay, here's the Black Panther with his vibranium, and he's outfitting everyone. You know, he's just helping out, giving people costumes, giving what. But he always has a way that if push comes to shove, he can shut it down. You know, like he's not going to empower you so that then you can come up against him. You know, he always has the way. Oh, he better match them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought that was a nice little um, tribute that you're right there. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What did you think about the Dorman Lodge, Rich? Dormilaje? Yeah, yeah. Black Panther's bodyguards, his female guards. Oh, when she came in to collect this guy, yeah. Um, yeah, that was interesting. I didn't even know that. I, I believe it or not, but yeah, when that came in I had asked a lot of questions to you, like about um why was she there to collect them and all that stuff. Then you explained that it was because of what he did out there and um there were, that all the stuff that when he killed um King T'Chaka. Yeah, mm-hmm. T'Chaka. Um yeah, they 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 utilized them how they had to, you know. Um, pretty good how they 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 put them in there and how he supplemented the story line. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody that's in the series, they were there for a reason, you know. It made sense, and that's yeah. that's something that I really like because that's what the, the Russo brothers do. Whenever they take all these characters, they don't have people in there just. Oh, I was walking down the street. Nah, these characters are here for a purpose. You know, it it, it makes sense why they lined up. Um, except for one character in the show, it didn't make sense why he even showed up. Batroc the Leaper. Um, I he's just there. Um, he needed a guy that had a beef with Sam. Oh, uh, okay. Everybody else had beef with Winter Soldier. You needed somebody with a beef with Sam. There you go. wait. Batroc never met Sam. 
Bad Trucks. They did. Nah, Bad Trucks and the Winter Soldier. He fights Cap when the Lemurian star in the beginning. But after that, we never see Batroc again. Didn't they even say when they brought Batroc in that he he wanted to, um, quote unquote, get revenge on Sam? I thought they did. And yeah, in episode like five. Yeah. But he, Batroc shows up in episode one. Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah, just. I don't know why then. Yeah, <laughs> Batroc is there. It's like, so okay. much for my theory. You know? <laughs> yeah, Batrock shows up, George St. Pierre. Um, I'm glad they're giving my man some work now that he's retired from UFC. Um uh, they killed him in, in the last episode. Sharon Carter, oh, a whack character. She killed him in, in, in the last uh episode of the se- season. Uh so sad to see him go. I enjoyed Batrock the Leaper um in Winter Soldier. I enjoyed him in this. Uh, not much to say about him. I mean, it's just he just it's a dude that can jump, and he has got really strong legs. <laughs> like, I mean, that's it. <laughs> like, like, so yeah, I thought he was portrayed well, but Batroc the Leaper is always kind of a afterthought in Captain America comics. So that's kind of what he was in the movies, pretty too. much. Pretty just much the villain. Yeah, yeah. Rich, Rich is a UFC fan, MMA fan. So, what you think about? George Rush St. Pierre. Yeah, you know, some good moves there, man. Right? It's just going, bro. Like, dang. Right? You see him kick bro, that chair in the air? Yeah, I saw Silva still fighting, all this stuff. Why can't he, yo? Yeah. Oh, you think yo, you think he should get back in the ring? He should have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, what did you think about him in this? Oh, yeah, he was amazing, man. Like, I know how they use them. They use them acrobatically. He was talking too. He's pretty good he, for an athlete. Like uh, in a movie, he was pretty good. Like he seemed natural. Word, you know? word. Like I, like I saw. I just saw Fast Nine. Uh, they have Francis and Gano. I mean, they only had him like in two scenes. He's oh, like, oh, yeah. and then, oh yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. They just like they totally just put him in there as a big body. You know, like that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> That's it. Uh, like I saw. Like I'm gonna tell you. I don't know if LeBron should stay more in Los Angeles to learn some acting because he was he was bad. Oh, Space Jam. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, Michael Jack- Michael Jordan's bad in Space Jam one. So, Yo, dude, he was so like obvious. And then when he does the dumb face, he goes like this. He goes like he does like this dumb face with the Looney Tunes. I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched it. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yo, check yeah, it. I I laughed. No, there were scenes where the yeah the cartoons and all that they did good and all that stuff, but there were scenes where they they just pushed, or even LeBron said no, I want more lines or something like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm. And then they made him. He wanted to say more things because the cartoons and all the rest of it, Don Cheetah and all that, they were great. Like everything mm. was great. Yeah, LeBron had a hard time even playing himself in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> his, his kids, him, just, just be yourself. Yeah, just be yourself. <laughs> nah, yeah, because I feel like not. Mike, I guess Mike was more a little bit more natural with Bugs Bunny. I don't know. I yeah. felt like he was a little bit more. Nah, yeah, you, I think, nah you, were just, you were just a kid. That's it. That's, oh, yeah. that's the only yeah. difference. Listen, that's not for another podcast that we ever that's, make. But yeah, he has a big thing. That's like, the only difference. Showing up, Michael Jordan talking better about Michael Jordan yeah. over. Nah, it's just, it's just, it was made for kids then, and this one's made for kids now. 
That's true. It. That's it. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. I'll take that. True. Yeah. It was 3D. Yeah. That's it. That's all it is. That's all it is. <laughs> you know. But uh and, and, and uh less curvaceous bunnies, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh last returning character of the season, Rody, the the Emmy nominated Don Cheadle. Um, what can we say about Rudy? He didn't say anything uh, to Sam, really. Like, should we spend more than the two minutes that he was in the movie talking about? <laughs> You're really going to give him best. Two minute cap, Cheetah. Yeah. Outstanding <laughs> guest actor. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, for that. For that. <laughs> um, Rudy showed yeah. up here. I guess it's just to tie up. I mean, he's we're going to see him in Armor Wars in a couple of years, so I mean Don Cheadle will probably be like eighty by then. Uh, but <laughs> I, not much to say about Rhodey. Um, he didn't say anything to Sam while they were in the Smithsonian, and he wanted to talk to him. All he said was, "Why didn't you take the shield?" And then that was it, and walked away. <laughs> so you know, hell of a performance by Don Cheadle. Oh my God! Did you see the expression when he asked him? You know, oh. it's wild! It's wild. That's some. Yeah, I mean, that's so what? If I can be Black Iron Man, you can't be Black Captain America. But you know, that's basically it. That's basically, he's like, "I'm suiting up, so you better suit up." True, true. Like, there was a change. He was basically Black Captain. I mean, Black Iron Man, right there. Yeah. Oh, War Machine. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It. He is basically. Basically, shoot. All right, now we got a couple uh, new characters in the series that that uh, we'll just bunch them all together, run through them all together. Joaquin Torres, Sarah Wilson, Contessa Valentina, Allegra de Fontaine. And uh, that's it. Those are our three new characters. Um, anything to say about any of them right now? I mean, Sarah, we talked about a little bit throughout. Um, but the other two, Joaquin, who we know goes on to become the Falcon himself through experimentation, actually through the new power broker, I believe. And Contessa Allegra, Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine by Julie Louis Dreyfus, um, who in the comics is Nick Fury's on again, off again lover. Um, or Elaine and Seinfeld. Or Elaine and Seinfeld. There you go. There you go. Um, I mean, I don't have anything to say about Joaquin because I don't think we saw enough of him. Really? Nah, he's just in there because he's going to be another young Avenger. You gotta gotta keep your young Avengers going. Yeah, same with Elijah when we saw mm-hmm. him. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, uh, Valentina. If you've seen Black Widow, you know she pops up in the post credit scene. Um, so we know she's basically Nick Fury recruiting. It seems Dark Avengers. Evil Nick Fury. Yes, yes. Evil Nick Fury. Evil Nick Fury. So I, mean, I have an issue with. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, so <laughs> I, 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 I like Julie Louise Dreyfus as an actress. I don't like her at all in this role. No? Okay. okay. It, it's like they brought her in to be Nick Fury and Elaine from Seinfeld at the same time. So everything is jokes and stupid one-liners to characters. It's like I I can't take her seriously at all as a 
is a major threat. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah. Is that because it was a lane? Is, is that all you're seeing is a lane? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're that stupid dancer. <laughs> lane! <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love Julia Louis Dreyfus, but um, but yeah. um, yeah. But I think Marvel likes using the comical, um, witty bad they guys. Do. They do because I mean, Owen Wilson worked. He's kind of like her. If I would say, like, I was thinking, like, how can I take this guy serious? He did wedding crashes. He was banging women and <laughs> weddings and stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't, I, I didn't see him, but I, it really did good. Like, it. Mm-hmm. Really, Yes, oh yeah, he's great. It, it did, man, and I think you know. I think that's what it is because you got to think about it. A lot of comedian actors are going to give a lot more dedication to these scenes and these and these characters because they want to be taken serious. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's but like uh-huh. but they're they're playing her for laughs though. They're definitely tapping into more of her comedic and less of the. The, the dramatic, sinister shit, you know? Well, yeah, because we haven't seen the fully yet. She's just being, like, all t- coddly right now, but I think we're going to see something. When we get to see her in something, you're yeah, might, you might change your mind and be like, oh, they'll, they'll make her dark turn that much more powerful because you're not expecting it. Yeah, I think she could. I think she got it in her. She got, like, this witchy sort of vibe to her anyways. I think she could do it, man. Like, oh, she gives you Catherine Hahn well, vibes. She could have been a good Agatha, to be honest with you. you I, I just said that, yeah, yeah. She could have been a good Agatha, too. So, um, Or they could have switched roles right there, either. Um, honestly. Yeah, really? And yeah. you know what? And now that you say that, I think I would have rather they switched roles. Because think I think so? I'm thinking about it too. I'm thinking about it too. I it might have. Yeah, I don't right. know. I, you know what? I just really wish Catherine Hahn just played both. Honestly, like <laughs> <laughs> I want Catherine Hahn to do everything. <laughs> um, damn, yeah, because she was amazing as Agatha. Like her, the nuance in her performance, like the yeah. the sneering and and the little things. She was. Well, let's not talk about WandaVision no more. Because then I'm gonna start talking about wine and being trash. And yeah, we don't want to go there again. We don't want. No. We don't want to go there. All right. Um, we get a major location in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. We get the the island nation of Madripoor, which, if you're an X Men fan, um, major, major. This is probably the first thing from the Fox acquisition that we've seen. Um. Madripoor is connected to Wolverine big time. Uh, and they even have mentioned the patch protocols in it. Yes. Which was Wolverine's alias in Madripoor. There's the princess bar that Wolverine mm-hmm. is one of the owners of. Uh, the brass monkey where they actually go to is is from X-Men comics, X-Men lore. Uh, so that's, that's super dope, super exciting. Um, I can't wait till we get more mutants. Or get mutants, period, because Selby is a mutant in the comics. So we'll see, we'll see. So, so uh, what are our hopes for these characters in the future going forward? Uh, Sam and Bucky. Do we hope that? Well, it's not a Sam is Captain America. Um, you know, what do we hope for this Black Captain America? You know, hopefully we stop calling him. I, I don't refer to him anymore as Black <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> You know, so yeah, I mean, I really hope that they do something with him because 
when they had Sam take over Captain America in the comics, um, then they did, they had a whole Sam Wilson Captain America series and they had Steve Rogers Captain America. And I thought that the Sam Wilson Captain America series was really, really good. I thought they really focused on who Sam was and what was important to him as a Captain America and what he was fighting for. And it made him grow as a character so that he was a natural leader when they relaunched the Avengers and he was the leader. I hope they do something along those lines. I know they're probably not going to devote another whole movie to it before Avengers, but I hope that there's something of that. Yeah, well, rumor is um, Malcolm Spellman, the showrunner on the series and head writer, he is supposedly working on Captain America 4. And it's supposedly focusing on Sam Wilson. So, yeah, so that's that's what's rumored to be going on right now. It hasn't been confirmed, you know. If it's not confirmed by Marvel Studios, you usually can't really jump on it. But um, that's what was said. Uh, any hopes for Bucky? I don't know. I Seeing what they did with Black Widow... I think they could really do a good Winter Soldier movie, um, kind of along that same line, expanding his character, bringing in some of the stuff from his past. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if there's any plans, but um, you know, they could really do a nice political thriller movie with him um, if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Rich. Any hopes for either one of these characters going forward? Um, like um, uh, for which two? Uh, Sam and Bucky. Um. So yeah, I, I imagine how they're gonna plug him in into the new series and stuff like that. How they're gonna put him in into um, if they are gonna be around. Do you think they'll be around the same timelines as the Young Avengers or something like that, or anything like that? You think, or that'll be like a total different. They wouldn't even be in that series or movie. Uh, well, they could. I mean, since we got Elijah in this, uh, some people had the idea that Sam could possibly be the the head or the guy that gets the Young Avengers started through mentoring um, Elijah. So that that could be interesting. That, I mean, that that's definitely a, a possibility. Uh, you know, but but yeah, I, I hope that that for Sam and Bucky, I hope that that we really see what this means for Sam. That we really see a realistic portrayal of what Sam would have to go through if he had to carry that shield. You know, I really mm-hmm. want to see what they do do with him as far as that's concerned. Uh, for Bucky, uh. I want to see Bucky date Sarah. That's what I want to see. Cause they had some flirtations going on and I think that there was something going on with Bucky and Ayo in Wakanda. So, so I think they should explore that. Let Bucky get a little bit of happiness. Uh, it's been since 1943 since he's last danced. So let him dance a little bit, you know, um, that's not have him out fighting so soon. You know, I want him to have some type of peace, some happiness before we, we uh, send him back out on missions, you know, but uh, I think that's the show. We covered pretty much everything. Um, 
any final words before we sign off, Eric? Um, no, I'm just uh, looking forward to tomorrow when we do our Books, Brews, and Bros podcast. And then next week we'll talk about Loki. Oh, yeah. All gearing up for what if. So oh, yeah. got a lot of big things coming. Nice, nice. Rich, anything? Can't wait for Loki, though. Yeah, I got a lot. Yeah, Loki was a big one for me. Nice, nice. Nice. As always, like, follow, share, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Spirit Hero Show. That's where you can find the one below none. You can find Books, Brews, Bros. And uh, we will see you next week. We're going to be talking about Loki in preparation for What If. All right. um, From Eric, from Rich, I'm Daryl. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye, guys.